everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and, and makes us do the things that we do. We're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org. Hey, welcome everybody. And mm-hmm. we are back again for another yep. episode of a little something extra with Nessie Gianni and the Gigi of this playhouse. Woo! And of course, my brother is here. Yes. Oh. And Franco, your shadow just sitting <laughs> in the back of your spotlight, riding your coattails. <laughs> All right, and we are joined today by a special guest. Uh, we are joined by Aaron Schust. He is an American Christian music artist. Schust has many musical accolades, including being named Songwriter of the Year at the Gospel Music Association Dove Awards 2007, for, and also having the Song of the Year with My God, My Savior. Um, his music can be found on all streaming platforms, at least all the ones that I've been on. Um, and then also, you can also find his latest um, song that just came out in 2021, Every Morning, which is just awesome. a certified bop. Awesome, awesome, Aww. by Thank the way. Thank to it. Absolutely love it. Thanks, guys. Um, and then along with his music career, he's also a husband and a father of three beautiful boys. And I'm sure we will hear much more about him, so I want to kind of hand it over to him. So, Aaron, you want to hear, can you give us a little, uh, you know, insight about yourself? A little intro, brother, brother. Well, thank you for having me on, guys. First of all, it's an honor. Um, You you know what? Uh, Three boys. Uh, That's, (laughs) I was just telling someone recently, our boys are the ages, and it's 15 and 13 and 10. That they're they're involved in so many things, so many. but they can't drive themselves yet. So right. they need the parents to run them everywhere. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember those so it's, days. It's it's the busiest season, um, and we just came off the of spring break here, and so uh, it, we 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 actually we stayed we stayed in town. So we just kind of stayed and rested, and stayed up late, slept in late, and didn't do too much, uh, nice. which was wonderful. Sometimes you need that, like totally. a staycation. Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, we were blessed ten years ago with uh, with our youngest with Down syndrome, and Michael is our little angel, Aww. and he is just precious, 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 precious. Mm. So um, he's he's brought so much joy into our into our family that we didn't know was possible right? to be added, and yeah. and a lot of miracles from what I was looking at and what I was reading and. Unbelievable. Miracles have happened, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know, Gigi's is a miracle-run organization. I, like we say all the time, there's a higher power guiding Gigi's. We're all just blessed to be sitting in the driver's seat wondering where we're going to go next. You know, we started it right. when she was born. We now have 55 locations, and we're serving families now with in 82 countries. Isn't that crazy? Wow, 82 countries with all free programming. I know. So when I say there's a high, you know, there is no way mm-hmm. one person or, you know, could have done this. This is the world coming together to make it a better place. So hitting us in 82 countries now and having 55 brick and mortar locations mm-hmm. around the U.S. and in Mexico is a gift from God. So when I heard yes. your story of miracles, I, and I have so many miracles that happen all along the way. And everyone mm-hmm. has always said, you know, when are you going to slow down? I'm like. I'm going to slow down when the miracles slow down and they are not slowing down anytime soon. <laughs> and I see that happening with you too. So when I, when I saw your story, I read about your sons. I was like, Oh my gosh, 
we have to talk to this guy. He's like my brother from another mother. I want to talk to him. We got to get him on. So tell us a little bit more about some of those miracles because they're pretty amazing. Well, our middle child, uh, just briefly, so bef- and this is before our youngest was even born, uh, when, when Nikki was our youngest, he was diagnosed with a uh, incurable disease. Uh, it's a mouthful. It's called eosinophilic esophagitis. And it's become oh more common, unfortunately. I, to, to my knowledge, there's still no cure for it. But there was, uh, I, I, could, I could bore you with the details, but I'll say this, that there, it comes a point in time where the, the esophagus, and the stomach will reject uh, degrees of foods. And in his case, it was pretty severe. And he just wow. was rejecting anything you put in his mouth, including water. How old was so he? So it was getting to the point where it was, he was, he was probably uh, right around two years when oh, this was wow. going down. Um, and so it was hard to explain to him. He didn't understand. He was afraid and he was hungry. Mm. He was hungry. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, I skip over a lot of the details. And there were, there was some, there was a, a, a formula thankfully that the doctors discovered after eight tries that he that his body did um accept but he had to have a little backpack with like a nose tube and the tube even went past his stomach and and so he was hungry really for four months he was getting nutrition but his stomach said he was hungry you know um and uh there was one day in particular where it just got really really bad and uh it looked like he might not make the night and you know there's a verse in the bible that talks about um, just calling in the elders of the church and, and laying on of hands and the, and, the, and the person who is sick will be made well. And we, we know that um, the God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We know that Jesus uh, walked this earth and he healed people. There's stories in the, uh, in, the, in the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament of prophets doing the same. But we also know um, that just because something happened once doesn't mean it's guaranteed promise to happen to me. So we prayed. And I also believe, by the way, a little theology, it's not about how hard you pray or how much faith you can muster up, because there's also stories all throughout the Bible where there were people who weren't even paying attention mm-hmm. um, and they weren't even asking to be made better and God made them yeah. better. So God can do what he wants to whenever he wants to. Right. Um, we yeah. trust him in that. Um but we did call in uh, the elders of our church and pastors and dear friends, and we laid hands on Nikki. We just prayed, God, if you would please bring healing to this boy who's just laying there, like just on the verge, on the brink of death. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the next morning, a doctor came in and said, we retested him. And I don't know what to say, but your son no longer even has this disease. You can go home. Oh, and so that wow. was one of that was an amazing moment where we realized, like, wow, God does still do miraculous things that I cannot explain. Um, It's not just what we read in the Bible. The stories didn't stop there. And so we had, we had increased faith, you know? So when Michael was born and we were surprised to find out, excuse me, surprised to find out that he had Down syndrome. um, He was also born with half a heart. He had complete AB septal defect and, um, and he was, he was deaf, um, completely deaf. He failed five tests over the course of that first year. Um, completely, uh, severely deaf in one ear and profoundly deaf in the other, um, wow. both indicating just a flat line. And, um, you know, they're not necessarily asking a newborn questions about, can you hear this? So they're actually using the scientific wavelengths to show whether yeah. or not there's any response in the eardrum, et cetera. Um, and, uh, one of the miracles with, with Michael was, um, it was one, you know, I, I travel sometimes and, and it was one of the few weekends that I was able to be home and my wife felt strongly that she just had this impression 
that she needed to go to this prayer prayer meeting that we had heard about through some friends that was in New York City, which was about a nine hour drive from where we were in Pennsylvania. Um, and she, she was like, I don't know, like, I know it was an inconvenient week, but I feel like we should go. So she went and she brought Michael because it was just a decision of who's going to watch Michael. I can watch him. You can watch him. Right. So let me just bring him. Mm-hmm. So and she's like, I, who knows if maybe now at this point in time, he's already had open heart surgery. Uh, he's still completely deaf and he's probably about a year, a year old, year and a half, maybe 15 months. Exactly. I'm recalling now 15 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I might even bring him to the front for prayer. Who knows? And I'm like, you know what? If you're going to drive all the way to New York City, you might as well bring him to the front for prayer. Right, Who knows? right of course. You know, what, what, what can you lose? Yeah. And so she did one Friday night. And it's, you know, it was an interesting situation. And people that we don't know were coming around and being kind and, and praying for, for him. And, and he started, it was the end of the night, and as she tells the story, because I was not there. But um, she said, you know, he started to act a little agitated at the end. And so we kind of stopped thinking maybe he was just getting tired. The next morning was a Saturday morning. She said, I was getting ready to go back to this meeting. And I was in the hotel room, blow drying my hair. And she said, I just, I called out to him, like I always do, because he's my son. And she's like, Michael, knowing that he's never responded. And she said, for the first time, he turned around turned toward her voice like what are you hearing something mm-hmm. and then and then sunday the very next day they're back now they're back in pittsburgh it's sunday morning i'm holding little michael in the front in the front pew um, and worship is happening people are singing and uh we would take turns holding him throughout throughout the, uh, the time of singing and i was holding him at the very end of the time and whenever we finished the last song and it came time for everyone to sit down he started babbling as if he were almost like on pitch, like he was mimicking the mm-hmm. last sounds he heard. And I'm like, what's going on? I promise you, he, we, had a, we had a hearing test. It was the final hearing test scheduled the very next day, Monday morning. It was going to be, I say final, because the next step was going to be implants, mm-hmm. uh, cochlear implants. Um, and uh, he passed that test at, with full range of perfect hearing in both ears. What? That's amazing. It's a miracle. It's, it's I mean, nothing short of a miracle, nothing shy of a miracle. And it's, it's I mean, I oh, can't explain it any no. more than, than I just did. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, and I always make sure that awesome. I, I tell this part of the story as well, because we also prayed with increased faith for healing uh, for his heart. And it, and it didn't happen. You yes. know, so right. I, I, I want to make sure that I'm not bringing the message of if you have enough faith. Right. And Absolutely. If you pray hard enough, God will fix all your problems. <laughs> no, for whatever reason, he wanted he wanted Michael to hear. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he wanted him to go through oh, that, that surgery and, and have it done by the, the hands of doctors. So we, we trust him. Uh, but every once in a while, I like to say that God flexes his muscles and just reminds us that he's in charge. Absolutely. That's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Okay. I have full disclosure. I thought when right. he got his hearing back that he had some kind of medical. I missed the whole part that it was just through prayer. I did, I thought that... That it was something that probably wouldn't have worked. That it was a procedure. I, and I watched a video. How did I miss that? I don't know. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my totally, gosh. Totally. Totally is... uh, supernatural. I like mm-hmm. to say too that like you know what's supernatural wow. to us to God it's just natural. Totally. Yeah. He's just yeah. he, he's just doing his things. Yep. You know. Wow. That That's is crazy. so so. I mean, in that I mean between both between both Nikki and Michael that is just such an unbelievable like I mean so. Before this, I'm, I know that you've been, you know, a man of faith your whole life. But how does that 
then when you see something like that transpire right in front of your eyes with two multiple times multiple times <laughs> i mean seriously like how does that like then impact you and now going forward being like okay like i see it firsthand now like the miracles that that can happen i think you know listed among the spiritual gifts and they are many and diverse and numerous nestled in the in the in the in the list of fantastic gifts is the gift of faith. And I've always marveled. I, I've, I've even gone so far as to say, you know, I don't have a spiritual gift. I don't, I, I don't have the gift of, you know, prophecy or tongues or healing, or I'm not even sure I have the gift of hospitality. But then I'm like, Oh, there, but there's the gift of, there's the gift of faith. I think I have the gift of faith. So honestly, like, I don't feel like my faith increased. I, I do use the word bolstered, like it strengthened it. Like mm -hmm. it, and strengthen and resolve it was almost like a yes yeah, he told you so like i knew he was real totally i knew yeah. it was i knew yeah. it wasn't fake i knew i knew it, he's still at work yeah so it was uh, it was bolstering in my face i'll say that and being able to like prove it like that's amazing yeah that really is amazing it's those stories that really make people be like believe and have faith and i think so much that goes in my for me anyways for so much that comes with faith is gratitude you know, just that when I think about faith, I think about gratitude and just being grateful for everything that God has given you and being being grateful when you wake up in the morning and being grateful when you go to sleep at night. And these guys know what I say it all the time, mm -hmm. that I say thank you to God when I wake up because try to say thank you and not smile. It doesn't happen. You smile, mm -hmm. so you wake up with a smile, and I say thank you to God when yeah. I go to sleep because what happens you smile when you say thank you because it's gratitude and you're giving it to someone and i wake up and i go to sleep every 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 day and every night and no matter what happens it's my favorite time of the day because it's it's my time where i just feel pure joy and i feel like i, I can do anything that 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 god puts in front of me whatever obstacles are there they're going to happen because because of that gratitude and and faith but I feel like those two, right. for me, go hand in hand, that gratitude and faith. So. Yeah, I love that. Gratitude is so important. I, I, got a, uh, I got a Bible that was given to me a couple of years ago, uh, a new translation to me. It's the CJB, the Complete Jewish Bible. Uh, and complete because it's, 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 it's not just the Hebrew scriptures that, that we call the Old Testament. It's everything from Genesis to Revelation. It's complete. So mm -hmm. written by a, a, a rabbi who is a... a or translated, I should say, by a rabbi who follows Jesus. Um, and the way that they translate the word, instead of faith, which we often see in our Bibles, is the word trust. It comes from the same Hebrew root, but it actually is a deeper meaning of the word trust. And I think the word faith is so flippantly thrown around that we forget what it actually means. It's a great word. It's a Absolutely. great word, but it's, you know, it's in every Hollywood movie. Like, you just got to have faith. And I was like, faith in what? Yeah, Faith right. in that, because that makes a difference, right? Mm -hmm. So trust, I love the idea of the trust that that has increased in my in my heart, especially when I like I like I mentioned, like I know you can do this. Yes. I know you can heal. You've proven that to me. So, so when something comes up and I pray a certain way, like God, would you please provide this? God, would you please heal that? And it doesn't happen. My trust is increased enough that I can be like, I know you can. You're choosing not to. So right. it's got to be for a good reason. Absolutely. So I'm okay with it. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Or at least it helps. It yeah. helps navigate those difficult times for sure. Well, and I think the same thing with miracles. And, and I've written this and I talk about this. A, a miracle isn't always awesome at first. You know, it might even be 
disguised in pain or tragedy, you know, and, and for me, my right. miracles have come from the hardest things that have hit me in life because it's, it's propelled me to action for change. So my miracles are actually things that have hurt me more than anything else. And they have made me create that change. And that's what I love about miracles and, and that I think people should recognize, you know, that that miracle can come from the worst thing that could have happened to you, the worst thing someone could have said to you or done to you because it propels you to action for change and to bring others along with you and help you make that change. And that that's the way I look at miracles. I know you, you guys know, my kids know this, that like, <laughs> of course. you know, some of the, the saddest things that have happened to us have been the biggest miracles in our lives. And the way yes. people have hurt us the most have ended up being the biggest miracles in our life because it brought us to where we are today. And that is, you know, creating change and acceptance in this world. So it's pretty cool. So I'm really, you know, and, and I, I don't have as much like, I'm actually scared to talk a lot of times because my, a lot of my scripture comes from like country music and I'm not, cla like I'm a Catholic girl, like that, you know, has, has been involved in religion, but I don't feel like I'm really good with scripture, though I love it when I hear it, but I don't say yeah. it well, you know what I mean? I kind of have my own thing, so I always get all kind of nervous when I'm, I'm well, there's, there's, there's a my lot, mom would be so mad if she there. knew I didn't, that I just said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot there, and it's 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 the uh, the only book that I've read um, multiple times, or even 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 portions of it multiple times that can uh, you know they talk about the, the Bible being a living, uh, the living Word of God. Like you can read a verse that never really jumps off the page at you before, and then you and read it in a certain situation in a certain day of life. Like oh my word, how have I missed that? Right. You know that's so perfect totally. you know so that's the beauty of the word of god yes and that's why i love scripture when i see it you know when i'm and, and it's a, i know i i know i live it and i try to live by everything that i was brought in but i i i don't i can't always like when you were able to say that earlier i was like darn it i wish i, I could wish do that. i wish i could just pull those scriptures out and be able to <laughs> say something like that because i love it all and it's all meaningful and like you said it's meaningful in different ways at different times you know, you could read it one time and it's like, oh, cool, yeah, whatever. And then another time, like, whoa, like it just blows you right. away because you totally yes. get it now. Like, and you could put it into that perspective. And I think also, yeah, totally. Gigi's, Gigi's, I know, I've never seen her take so many notes. I'm just going to let you know. She has been taking yeah, notes. Yeah. Is she? Did you see her? She keeps going, give me the pen. Give me the nice, pen. Nice, yes. <laughs> She's got a bunch of notes over there. That's really funny. I've never seen awesome. you do that before. But, but yes, no, we'll I, was, I was also, because I was just going okay. through, once mm -hmm. we uh, booked the interview with you, I wanted to just kind of go through a lot of your songs and going through your different tracks. And, and I've, and admittedly so i've never really been someone that's been necessarily like all that into like gospel and christian rock and, and your type of music and then just the more i listen to it also considering like just you know where i'm at with ggs and kind of where i'm at in my period in life like a lot of your songs spoke to me a lot and i just really love the messaging behind it so it kind of just like and it led to this question that i had was when you're in that creative process where you're like making your music um how how do you like does that really work like how do you get into that zone where you're kind of like because i mean all of your albums are a little different in the messaging that you're putting across so like where do you find i guess that inspiration in creating those those different styles of the type of music that you do great question i i think well two things come to mind one like the fact that this the the albums are slightly different in their message um I'm glad to hear that because I think I have this fear that my message is always the same. I've been, say, I've been saying one thing a hundred different ways over the past decade. <laughs> um, 
So I'm glad to hear that. So I, I, I say that albums are often like a time capsule. And, mm-hmm. and I don't always approach an album like I'm currently doing right now. I don't always approach an album like I'm going to write a, an album with a collection of songs about this. Sometimes it's just like I'm writing songs. I sit down to I have a meeting to write a song with a songwriter that I trust. And we write a song about whatever is on our heart, that whatever that person was thinking of or that I'm thinking of or what verse of scripture I read. I love writing from scripture. Um, some of the best words that have ever been written. And if anybody has a problem with the lyrics, they can come complain here. Not to me. Yeah, not to you. <laughs> and it's, to me, it's like, I, I think it's one of the reasons why you're saying you resonate with it. Uh, it's speaking to you. Chances are it's because it's, it's the word of God, mm-hmm. you know, and it's those eternal truths that don't come from my mind, but come from the mind of our, our father who created us and loves us. Yeah. So that, that makes a difference. Um, but like a time capsule in such a way that, you know, after you've written a handful of songs and it comes time to make a record, you're kind of like picking the best ones. And then it, it kind of it kind of serves as like, what was I thinking? What was I that time? What was yeah. I processing through in 2015? Mm. What was, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, wow, that was important to me. And that was I remember that hitting me hard. Um, the other way is what I've been doing now. I decided I, I love the Psalms and I, I spent most of January just kind of with this book right here open before me and just going through like oh i love this song i would love to write a song from that song you know and of course we're not pretending that we've discovered the original melody that was written three thousand years ago we're not pretending to write the best melody or that we've discovered the best melody but like what my sound is a certain sound that it's an awesome sound by the way it's an awesome sound. thank you (laughs) thank you and it's a it's a conglomeration like i just made a smoothie with lunch it's a conglomeration of all the music that i've put into my my blender since i was a kid yeah and you, you hit you hit blend and it comes out me That's right awesome. um but if i took these words and if i put those through my filter and my sound what might that sound like and for my people who are like i want to i want aaron's new stuff um you know i'd rather have i'd rather them have scripture stuck in their head as opposed to my opinion about things that's one of the wow. reasons why i love writing from that's the awesome. word of god that's awesome and so selfless that is that's an awesome statement i know love really love is. love that that's, that's why i love you brother i knew it <laughs> right there that is awesome no it just makes so much sense to me too because i know like i'm a huge fan of music and i listen to a lot of different times and really my favorite part about music is just the storytelling aspect of it um yeah a lot of people like kind of and i it's weird because i feel like more people i know now especially um, when they listen to music, I'll like, I'll be like, like, what do you think of the lyrics? Like, what do you think the story they tell me behind the song? They're like, I did not even like, resi- no, didn't even story. realize that was a story. <laughs> like, one of my favorite examples, and it's such a stupid, and it's such a stupid song too, but I think it's so funny, is when I was talking to Chandler, my sister's boyfriend, about um, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes, and I'm talking, okay. to him, you know, I feel like Pina Coladas. It's all about the fact that I'm like, I'm like, isn't it weird that they're like kind of talking about the fact that like he's like. They're both kind of trying to cheat on each other, but like they end up making their way back to each other. And this whole thing, he's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "What is that?" I'm like, "That's <laughs> literally the whole <laughs> song. It's just painted out for you." And like, and like, and people know the words to that song and, and didn't know, the know words, that and, that's what it's about. Oh yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, "That's yeah, that's clever, right?" That's clever. And I'm like, 
And I'm like, so that's why when I was like listening to some of your music, I'm like, this is just great because the stories and there's just so much meaning behind all of it. And like I said, it's, and you pull a lot from scripture and it's just, I think that's why so many people really resonate with gospel, with Christian rock and just Christian music in general is because it's, it tells a great story and it really kind of inspires and, and just creates this, I think it kind of creates like a moment of clarity in your mind where you're just feeling really just like connected to God and just connected to yourself as mm-hmm. well. At least that's kind of how I experienced it when I was listening to your music. And, uh, and it just kind of like allows you to kind of listen in a little bit more rather than, you know, listening to the melodies or just singing like if you like pina coladas. Right. Like, it's just, <laughs> right. yeah. You, you and believe me, I love listening to the music of songs. Yeah, that, of course. And totally. I, I'm, I'm the guy who listens to the music before I pay attention to the words. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. What are they talking about? I don't know. I wasn't yeah. paying attention. <laughs> um, but like whether it's like, you know, it's the, art, the artistic creative stuff, like I think of, you know, I, I spent a lot of time over the years, listening to this and like U2 and Coldplay, and half the time I have no clue what they're talking about, mm-hmm. but I'm just loving, the I'm music. loving the music. Yeah. I might even be able to sing the words, like, fix you. What are you trying to fix out of the car? I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> like, you know I, exactly. I'll, I'll try to fix you, but you won't, like, but I just love the music. And I, there's been so many times that I've like commiserated, man, I wish I could just write a song about nothing. But because of, because of wh- what I believe and what I do occupationally, like, the words I sing, they have to be true. Mm-hmm. They have to be right. They have to be life-giving. They have to they have to point to the greatness of God. And I think when one of the first songs that I ended up, you know, taking to, to radio back in 2005, like set the tone, I think, for what my, my ministry, my message is, is to say, I'm not skilled to understand all that God's will, that God's plan, but... I know that at his right hand stands my savior. So I don't, in other words, like I don't have to have all the answers. There's a verse in Isaiah 55 that says that God's ways are higher than our ways. In mm-hmm. other words, when we have no clue what's going on, it's good. Like totally. it's okay. Yep. We, we're never going to be able to figure out God. Like, Oh, I understand. I get it all now because he's, it's like, it's like an, an ant trying to understand calculus. It's not going to happen. Right. You know, right. and, and, it's not expected to either. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You gotta just trust that's lead you no, down. You're that microphone, but you know what the you know what the message is, and you're finding a way to get it out to the masses, to people who might not get it in other ways by reading it, like you do. I think it's right. And brilliant. conveying I it a different it. way and mm-hmm. helping people kind of just like grasp that. Okay, we better let each go. She she's she's got to ask her questions. She's Ooh. very excited. Aaron, we're getting in trouble here. She's like, no, no, I gotta uh-oh, uh-oh. she's been about as patient as she's going to be. She's put the producer hat on. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right, sister, you okay. go right ahead. So he told us that one already, but if you want to ask that one, I think uh, that would okay. be a good one. What is your favorite instrument to play? Oh, the piano. Oh. I love to play the piano. That's my first instrument. Was it really? And I'm, yeah. a, I'm even sitting like I, I so I have a I have a, a couple guitars. I like guitars; they're easier to carry. Um, I have <laughs> a, I have a ukulele. I love oh, the ukulele. Wow. That's, that's a new guitar. acquisition for me. I bought one in Hawaii. It's even easier to carry. Totally. Yeah, it is. Um, but, <laughs> well, my favorite things is to uh, play the piano. That one right here. That's that, good. That's awesome. You know that your piano is your favorite instrument when you also sit in there as using it what as a dance yes. yes. That's perfect. How do you how do you meet your wife? Oh, how did you meet uh, your wife? My wife, we've been married for 21 years now. Wow. My wife is 6 years younger than me. Mm. And um I met my wife at 
her oldest sister's wedding. So her oldest sister's my age. Oh, that's awesome. And I was friends with the groom from childhood. So I showed up at the wedding (laughs) and uh, in South Florida, and they were having a big party. I showed up a little late, a couple days before the wedding. And so everyone was having this big, loud party, and nobody heard me knocking at the door. And I knocked and knocked and knocked, and finally my wife, who was uh, upstairs on the phone talking to her boyfriend (laughs) at the time, she heard me knocking and, and she came down and you know, I written this. So I, I think at this point in time, let me think, I think I'm 23 and she's like 17. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, awesome. And I had, I had met her. I'm not even sure that's, that's too strong of a word. I think I'd seen her when she came up to visit her older sister at college when she was like 13 and I was 19, 20. Oh my gosh. Um, and so I just remember thinking, I wonder if, uh, Kristen's little sister grew up yet. I wonder how old she'd be. And while I'm trying to figure out how old she was, she opens the door. Oh my god! Looking like a ray of sunshine. Oh my god! And I had my little Joey Tribbiani, "How you doing?" moment. <laughs> and, uh, the the rest is history. The perfect pickup line. That is awesome. That's awesome. I love it. <clears throat> how would you explain the word faith? Oh, how would you how would I explain the word faith? Mm-hmm. You know what? We kind of touched on it a little bit. I'd love to talk about it some more. The idea of trusting somebody in this case, trusting God, you know, we talked about like, you'll hear a lot in movies. You just need to have faith. And I always yell at the TV screen, have Mm. faith in what? Because I can have faith in a person and that person. It's good to have faith in people. It's good to have faith in your parents and your spouse and your, your sisters and your friends. But as as people do sometimes we let each other down and one thing i love about faith and trusting in god is that he will never let us down he may let me say this things may happen in our lives that we wish didn't happen and we wish that god would allow have allowed something else to happen but if we truly trust that he is god that he is good that he's the smartest being in history and in creation, the creator of creation, and uh, that he loves us and that he sent his son to die for us. I think that's something that we can have faith in. That's hard. It's hard because, like, listen, I know, like, listen, I've got little kids, right? And sometimes they just really want to play in the street. And I have to Mm. speak up as a parent and say, listen, I know you don't understand why this is dangerous, but you need to trust me. Have faith in me. You can't play in the street. And they'll yep. cry and they'll be sad because they want to play in the street or they want to play on top of the stove. They can't. You, you really shouldn't do that. It's dangerous, right? Or I really want to play 13 hours of video games. And I'm saying, listen, guys, you got to stop. It's not, you can't, yes. it's not good for you. Yeah. You can't have the whole entire bag of gummy bears. you got to stop. They don't understand that. But they they got to have faith in me. they got to trust me. Even if they don't you know understand, they've right. got to trust yep. me. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with us and God. Yeah. We've that, got that. that high, a little bit higher power. Absolutely. What does Down syndrome mean to you? Down syndrome. Down syndrome. What does Down syndrome syndrome. mean to you? I heard a story, and I'm not sure that this is true, but I heard a story that there was a tribe of Native Americans in the Southwest um, that they believed that Down syndrome was a window into the divine. 
Oh, that's like, that's all I've heard. I don't. I didn't hear any explanation as to what they thought that meant. But when I think of a window into the divine, I think of um, when you look at a window, you can see through it. You know, mm-hmm. I could be inside closed walls and in, in air conditioning on a hot day, but if I look through a window, I can see what's beyond. I can see beyond my my, my four walls, and a window into the divine. I don't think they were thinking about the same God I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might have had some different ideas, but th- but the the supernatural we talked about, like yeah. the ability to see beyond just the physical, yes. beyond just what's what's tangible and what makes sense to our minds, um, to know somebody that has Down syndrome allows us to see things differently. I'll speak for myself. It allows me to see things differently than I normally would perceive them. Uh, And when I get frustrated by something um, and I'm with my little Michael, I realize he's not frustrated by it. Right. And maybe, maybe I was a little impatient and you know what Michael does? He forgives me immediately. Always. And oh, unconditional love and forgiveness. It's we, I, I say all the time, they're the teachers. We need to learn from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, if, if, if more people in this world had Down syndrome, it would be a far better place. Absolutely. I believe that with my whole heart. Absolutely. Yeah. More. Good that question. That is a good job. Teach. Mm-hmm. What else? What did you write down? Go to the divine. I'd love that. What are your dreams for Michael? Oh, what are your dreams for Michael? Ooh, my dreams for Michael. <laughs> can I dream? Can I dream kind of big? Always. 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 It's the only way what to dream. What we do here at TG's. We're dreamers. I would love. Um, Michael loves to swim, uh, and we don't. We don't have a. We've got. We have access to a pool. We have to hop in the car and drive for a little bit. And uh, he likes to swim there. But I would. Uh, one of these days, I would love for him to have a big pool that he could just jump in anytime he wants to. And I think uh, my wife. My wife would like for him to have some horses. I nice. think he would take great care of some horses. Those are big, big dreams. Those are great um, dreams. That will oh happen. my goodness! He Put loves him out there, animals. brother. Have... Self-fulfilled prophecy. Put him out there, make it happen. I bet next time Come we on. talk to you in a couple there years, you, you are going to have a pool and you're going to have horses running around that pool. That's hopefully it. the po- horses are not in the <laughs> Do pool. Do jump right? in the pool. Yeah, yes. hopefully we're separate <laughs> from each other. Yeah. <laughs> but he uh, he loves. We have two cats, uh, Samson and Alexi, oh. and they love him uh, maybe even more than he loves them. And he'll just pick them up. Even though they're not declawed, yeah. they can climb trees, dig holes, and all kind of things. But they never, never they never harm Michael. Oh. And he'll just hold them for hours and hours and hours. That's awesome. They just they just sit there contentedly. He loves his animals. If you had one message for the world, what will it be? Oh, if you had one message. One for message the world. for the world. Mm-hmm. Only one. Just yes, one. Big one. Just one. <laughs> big one. A lot of pressure here. Yeah. Easy. God <laughs> loves you. Oh, oh, it's good. Boom! If I had a mic, I would drop it, but I'm dropping my pen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop my I can't drop them. They're attached. Yeah. The table, you can't do it. <laughs> it's suspended. That's the most important thing to me. I think that summarizes all. I mean, he loves this. I mean, it's it's what I tell my boys not only about God, but I want them to know that their father, yeah, um, loves them. And sometimes just in the quiet when I'm snuggling with them, and I just I don't know what to say. I'll just say. Your daddy loves you. Your daddy yeah. loves you. Your daddy loves you. And I also add, God loves you. When we pray, awesome. you know, it's interesting. Talk about um, 
you know, when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, it probably indicates that Jesus was a pretty good prayer because a lot of people prayed differently. And his disciples came to him and said, hey, Jesus, teach us, teach us how to pray. And the first word out of Jesus' mouth was, when he said, when you pray, pray like this, Father. Mm. So I'm trying, I'm trying to, when I pray, instead of saying, dear Jesus, which is not wrong. Yeah, I've been doing right. that all my life. Yeah. Mm. But I thought, well, if I'm praying to Jesus and Jesus taught us how to pray our Father, I'm going to start saying our Father. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I pray to our Father and I believe that our Father loves us very, very, very much. Wow. That is awesome. Absolutely. Oh, you don't, you're, what else did you write there? Okay. She's good. She was just writing notes. Oh, she's taking notes. What mm -hmm. he was saying. That's awesome. Great yeah. questions. Yeah. Great oh, questions. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, um, really I, awesome. I have a question or I guess it kind of goes off of what she said. If you have a message, um, and I think it kind of goes along with what we were talking about when, when we were talking with Rob earlier too. Um, I think, and I'm sure you felt the same way and I know you did. So when you, when you got that diagnosis for Michael, and then also I think when, you know, when Nikki also had his, um, issues when he was two, um, when you get that moment, I mean, or when you get that news, you kind of are like struck in with, you know, fear, uncertainty, um, you know, even yeah. eventually like regret for something that might have caused that to then happen. Um, what was it that kind of got you through? And if you had like a message to, you know, a parent that might be getting a diagnosis or might be getting scary news or someone just that gets something that gets or, Yeah, we, we have parents come to us all the time with a prenatal diagnosis and, and they're afraid and they don't know what their life is going to be like. And they've been told, yeah. I mean, we've had, we actually have doctors to this day. We just recently, right during the pandemic, we had a, um, a parent that was told that your child's going to be your child with Down syndrome is going to be born with his nose on the out and the uh, with no nose and his intestines on the outside of his body. You have two weeks to make a decision if you're going to keep this child, and that was what they were told. And their choice was to have faith in God and to have this beautiful baby boy. Two months later, who was born with his nose right where it belonged, intestines where they belonged, and and just had Down syndrome. But they, you know, those scare tactics that were put there. So we, we, there is that fear and, and that, you know, because people do make our diagnosis sound something to be afraid of and something, instead of something to be embracing. And what, you know, and, and I know when I got that diagnosis, I know I was, I was literally blindsided. I had no idea what to think. Yeah. I, I, I thought I willed it on myself because my mom ran our spread group, you know, religious edit church. They were always at my house. I loved them. I was always drawn to the to the adults, you know, the ones with Down syndrome. And those were my people. And I was like yeah. literally laying there going, oh my gosh, now I just brought this to my own family. What did I just yeah. do? You know, like in my head, that's what I was thinking. And what did I do? Like, you know, when I think back now, I'm like, what was I? I don't know what I was so afraid of, but I was afraid of what the world looks at as being a scary diagnosis. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So what would your and advice At the be? time we found out, we were, we were that world. We, yeah. We were... Mm -hmm. We were scared right along with everybody else, and 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 being a parent of a Down syndrome child was something that I always I only watched from afar, and then all of a sudden, I, I was that parent. Right. You know, I actually have a little short video that I took of, of Michael as soon as he was born. They were cleaning him off before I knew. You know, and it's 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 interesting to watch that and recall the memory that I have before the first four minutes so you know passed yes. and they and they let us know. Um, I'll say really quickly, uh, there are three things that I think of that happened that helped me navigate that uh, emotionally. One was, I'm, amazingly, two days beforehand, he was born on January uh, 13th, and so on the 11th, 
um, I'd begun writing a song. I hadn't completed it yet, but the words of the verse were, uh, he won't abandon, he won't deceive, he won't desert us, he won't ever leave. He oh won't goodness. forsake us, he won't ever run, he won't reject us, the faithful one. Um, and and I, I, was, I remember being in the hospital shower uh, that evening when things had kind of settled down and people were sleeping and he, uh, Michael was still at the NICU and, and just, just taking my first shower and just trying to process. Yeah. Uh, and those words, my own new words from two days earlier came back to my mind and it was speaking truth to myself. I was speaking, he wow. won't abandon. Yeah. He hasn't abandoned you. He, no. So all of those things. And then I, uh, you know, I, I blogged about it. I was blogging then. And, uh, this is, I guess, before Instagram. No, I think my, my Instagram account had just begun. But I was blogging, and I kind of shared with the world. Um, and I, I think most of the comments that came back were not my own people, but but friends of my people who had Down syndrome uh, children yes. in, the, in the family. Uh, and they would comment on my blog post. And I couldn't, I mean, like, the amount of comments couldn't if i was averaging like 38 comments normally i was i was like in the 300s oh i'm sure yep and and two of the two of them stuck out to me one somebody said listen i've been where you are I, I've, I've felt your fear but i can tell you now that years later if somebody came to me with a pill that that's and someone told me this pill would take away down syndrome i would run the other direction yeah that was encouraging to me that was like mm -hmm. oh wow so we're not praying that this goes away this is this is a this is a benefit totally. and somebody embraces this and the other story was that uh it started out the same way we've been in your situation we know how you feel just want to let you know that years later we've actually adopted multiple children with down syndrome and i'm like they can't get enough right. they want more and more and more of this right. so that gave me so much hope absolutely so much hope so this is about, you know, finding your something extra, or this is about everybody's something extra and sharing your something extra, how it came to be or how you found it, whatever it wants to be, so that people can find theirs. You know, sometimes people think they don't have an extra. All of us have an extra. We were born with it. Sometimes we just have to find it. Sometimes it's that miracle that may have been Disguised a terrible thing, disguised in pain or tragedy, yep. and it propelled you to action. You know, whatever that is, we all have something inside us. And what is your something extra that just drives you every single day? Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'm going to, can I jump into the deep end then? Totally, this brother. Is, jump. This is the, uh, I mean, I, I can give you some, I can give you some fun top uh, surface answers, but this, this one has been driving me the past couple of years. I just, and I just recently learned statistically this. So we're going to go back to the Bible. I just learned recently that the most, the most repeated promise in the Bible. So you think about the promises that, you know, I will be with you. I, you know, the most repeated promise from beginning to end in the entire Bible is that the, the words that God initially gave actually even goes before Abraham. The, God, the idea that God is going to take his people, his initial family, the, the, the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Israel, and he's going to scatter them to the ends of the earth. But in the last days, he's going to bring them back to their land again. And I didn't realize that that was by far the most repeated uh, uh, promise in the Bible. I actually wrote a song about it a couple of years, not knowing that stat. Hmm. But uh, I had come across some people in Israel that were telling me about uh, the ministry that they work with. So one guy is called, it's basically the return center, the Aliyah return center. The word Aliyah means to return, mm -hmm. to come uh -huh. back and to ascend. 
And uh, that has been like, man, I love this book and I've read it and I, I love the promises that God gives. And I do believe that when God makes a promise, he's going to keep it. He doesn't break promises. And so that must, even if it feels like um, something that I might see on the nightly news or read about in a paper that happened, you know, 70 some years ago, it's, it's a promise that God made. And therefore I think it's gotta be pretty important. So I've been kind of uh, venturing into that world and, reading up on what it what it means like for the people who call themselves the family of abraham who've been scattered all over the world and they really they, they genuinely have what it means to come back uh to a land that god promised them and it's like again i it sounds it sounds political and i don't mean it to be it just means that i, I believe that god's true to his word that's awesome. And you're out there spreading it and getting it out there in every way possible. And music is Doing your instrument. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Honestly, we love your music. And, and I was just introduced to it. And, and I love the fact that my son, you know, that for him to be able to listen to it and enjoy it and get such messaging out of it, that's the most important thing. That's all we could ever ask for. You know what I mean? Is, yeah. is influences into Good. your children. Yeah, awesome. like it's a gift from God. So I appreciate um, you making music that is changing this generation and and all generations. I think speaking that's speaking to people. Yeah, it's speaking mm -hmm. to people. I love it. I sing at the Cubs game and the White Sox. She sang the national anthem. Yes, at the Cubs game. Are you kidding me? In front yeah. of forty thousand people. I've been to both of those places, but I didn't sing. I just sat in the in the bleachers very, very far away and enjoyed the game. That's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my very goodness. Proud That's a hard song to sing, too, because it's really high and it's really low. It, yes. There's well, And then you think about, you know, th this is really, really funny, Erin. When she was four or five years old, she loved the national anthem. She's loved it her whole life. It's just a song she's loved. And as you said, it's a hard yeah. one to sing. And then, yeah. you know, she was still in speech therapy to this day, you know, still trying to articulate properly and get all her words out. And then also uh -huh. keeping her core strong enough to sing and get those yeah. notes out and have the air yes. to get out there. there. You know, and the processing it takes when you have Down syndrome, you know, there's so many pieces to be able to do that. Yes. So yes. she learned the words to the national anthem, you know, in like a day. Like that for her was nothing. She memorized the words and she was good to go. But it took her another 10 years of honing her craft, of of building up her core, of working yeah. on the articulation to actually be able to sing it, articulate it, and project it. And um, Tom, mm -hmm. Tom Ricketts, who's the owner of the Cubs, talked with her. He was actually on our podcast and yeah. invited her to sing it in front of 40,000 people. And she killed it, brother. She killed it we'll That's send you amazing. yes we'll send you the link just google gg gianni Please chicago do. cubs national anthem there it is and she just really killed it so she wanted you are to you know are you guys that. in chicago then yeah are we're chicago. chicago based yep yeah come on we're out of Hoffman chicago were you really i don't even have to reach over here to get my bulls hat oh get I mean, out oh it. yeah we're playing good too yes we're part of uh we're part of chicago Hinsdale. i live in bolingbrook oh, oh awesome. awesome we're in barrington Oh, for so real? Yeah, yeah, Hoffman Estates, Barrington area, yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's not head. too often I'm, I'm back in Chicago land, but when I am, it's always good. Oh, well, if, always hey, brother, if you get here. I love talking to Chicago natives. Yes. That's great. And this is where the National Playhouse, so this is our National Playhouse, that we have a studio in our playhouse. So if you ever get out here, brother, you got to come come see this place. It's 12,000 square feet of awesomeness. So we have Ooh. Gigi's Playhouse, we have Gigi University, we have a store. So this is our national location, and then we've got the other ones all over the country, all different sizes. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty awesome. I am, I am singing at a country concert. A country concert. That's amazing. Yes. When is that? That is going to be in September. So September. it's an acceptance conference. Or con oh my gosh, concert. <laughs> Last year she did it with Justin Moore. Or she didn't do it. We went right. to the acceptance concert with Justin okay. Moore for Down Syndrome. And this one is a new one that's mm -hmm. happening. It's I forgot the two. It's, it was Trace Atkins and somebody else. Yeah. I don't know who's going to be performing. And mm -hmm. she's going to be the opener with the national anthem. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank so cool. You. Yeah. So if you're, Man, yep. you're performing, you're performing more, more than I am these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, yep. If you ever get to Chicago, you guys can perform together. We would love that. Yeah. Did you wait? Did you say tips? Did you say tips? I did say tips. Tips. That's yeah, how there she, it there is. is. That's how she starts her tips sex. All right. What are you going to talk yes. about tips? What he, are here are my tips for being faithful. Faithful. Yeah. Okay. Learn to love, to respectful. Patient mm -hmm. and yes. understanding. Nice. Okay. Don't get upset over small things. Okay. Good. Learn to accept life as a gift, no matter mm -hmm. how good or bad you think it is. Excellent. Wonderful. Choose to do choose to do what is right all the time. Oh, that's yes. a hard one, but yes. do the next right thing. <laughs> yep. Never lose your faith. Never lose your faith. Be beautiful. Yeah, those are great tips. Jeej, thank you. Those were great. Well done. And I loved her notes. You inspired her, brother. You inspired her. Honest to God, she's awesome. never asked for that pen across the table, mm -hmm. and she asked for it multiple times as you were talking. She was just taking notes. So mm -hmm. I, that's awesome. I love I'm that. This was beyond awesome, Aaron. Thank you so much. You are a gift from God. Keep spreading uh, your love, brother, brother, because it is you, working. Thank you. thank you for inspiring me. <laughs> I, I really was moved by your music, and I'm really excited to continue listening to it. You've, you create some incredible stuff, and I think you have an amazing story. So thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Yeah, that means really a lot. Thank you. It. All right. I, thank you for talking to us. Yes. yes. Thank oh, you, brother, brother. So it was awesome, and thank you. I right, love and you guys. Around. That was amazing. <laughs> Everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and, and makes us do the things that we do. We're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org.